Eric Wilburn. Got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. Very happy to have you on, Mr. Wilburn. Welcome to the show. It is Cinco de Mayo, which is, uh, that was abrupt. <laughs> Mexican Independence Day, Cinco de Mayo. I don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo. I'm not a big celebrate a day on the calendar guy. Um, never just don't really care. If you're into Cinco de Mayo and that's your thing, good for you. St. Patrick's Day, Halloween, uh, of course, Easter and Christmas and Thanksgiving, I'm all about that. Naturally, Independence Day and Memorial Day. But um, I don't know, just the reason, the, the excuse to go out and drink because it's the Independence Day of another country. <laughs> never really made a lot of sense to me. But happy Cinco de Mayo. This is Uncle Tom Talks. I am Derek Wilburn. This show is being produced by the two-time, well, the former two-time heavyweight champion of the world. His name is Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. He steps through, when, he, when he steps through those ropes, honey, it's game time. Okay, that's the dancing destroyer. That that That's the Count of Monte Fisto. Uh, so Uncle Tom Talks today, I'm going to, I'm going to do something I really don't typically do. So I usually don't use this podcast to talk about necessarily the hot contemporary news item of the day. Because you're getting that everywhere, right? So I try to stay outside of that box. If you're watching Uncle Tom Talks, then you're an engaged patriot for the most part. You're getting your news. You're, you're, you're clicking on Breitbart.com or you're watching. You know, you're, you know what's going on. So for me to recycle what's going on in the country, I try to avoid that because everybody else is doing the exact same thing. But this Roe, uh, Roe v. Wade, which I've titled for this Uncle Tom Talks, Roe v. Biden, uh, there's no escaping it. So we've got to get there. Uh, but before I get there, two things. First of all, I want to show you a video. This has nothing to do with nothing. I just thought it was funny. There is a video circulating. It's it's old now. I think it's probably, I don't know, three, five weeks ago, maybe more. Uh, and it's called, what's it called? Uh, I believe if you find it on YouTube or Rumble, Comedian, his, comedian Hilariously Trolls Furious Portland Mayor. So I don't know who this guy is. Apparently, he's done this more times than a few. So the city of Portland holding its city uh, city council meetings and town hall meetings and things like that virtually because of COVID. And this is Portland, of course. So any city that's run by a group of liberals like that, the COVID restrictions are, of course, going to be very, very stringent. So people were able to dial in on a Zoom-type call, get in line to address city council, just like at a school board meeting, and speak their piece. Well, this comedian, whoever he is, he calls in pretending to be an Afghani, calling from Afghanistan, I think. And I don't know why I think this is funny, but um, it's not a part of the topic of the show. I just I just think it's hilarious. So uh, I'm going to show you this real quick. It's only a couple of minutes long. Then we're going to get into the teeth of the show. Apollo Creed, let the people see cut number one, please. Thank you for being here this morning. We appreciate it. Next up is item 181. Next individual, please do Request of Mohammed Atahaya to address council regarding sanctuary city for refugees. Good morning, Mohammed. 
Hello, Mayor Dudwiller. I want to say on behalf of Taliban that you are the best mayor in United States of America. In other cities, law enforcement makes it tough for us to operate, but luckily in Portland, the mayor actually supports the right of Taliban. Our experience in cities like New York and Los Angeles have been rife with law enforcement and governmental issues. But in Portland, we are able to distribute our poppy to the people of Portland. Currently, the number one place in America that we export all of our Afghani poppy is to Portland. As Taliban member, I promise to give the citizens of Portland the cleanest heroin known to men. We understand that Pfizer has the vaccine taken care of. So thank you, Mayor Wheeler, for letting the Taliban seller copy to your people without getting in trouble. To all my other comrades that are watching this, remember Andy No is the worst person ever. And Portland is the only place where racism is no longer exists. You are able to sell your poppy or smoke your methamphetamine or park your broken down car on the streets of our month at time without any interference. Can we move to the next person? I don't think we need to hit sit here and listen to a racial parody. Um, this is deeply offensive and you should be ashamed. We know this is that absolutely is racist behavior on your part. Shame on you. Next individual, please. Item number 182. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's funny. It probably isn't funny, but I think it's funny. And the, the mayor's reaction that this is racist. People that do not, the, the man claimed to be a member of the Taliban. Taliban is not a race. Uh, Taliban, of course, was governing entity and a terrorist organization in Afghanistan. Afghanistan is, Afghani is not a race. Uh, people don't understand what racism really is, but I don't know. Um, just want to show funny? it to you so far. Isn't that funny? Yeah, I, just, just guys would have the ball to do that. I mean, just. And then, just and then the, the left calls out the racism because they're yeah, racist. He's being a racist. What race? What race is, is he pretending to be? He's pretending to be a member of the Taliban. Uh, so before we get to uh, Roe versus Biden, I went and saw two thousand mules last night, and um, I don't even know what the right word to describe my reaction to it was. Shocking, uh, eye-opening, saddening. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet. You certainly, you certainly need to. Everybody, every citizen of the United States of America, regardless of voter registration card or whether you bother to vote at all, everybody needs to see that movie. Um, so I'm not going to get into it tonight on Uncle Tom Talks because I want to digest. I'll, I'll digest over the weekend, come up with my talking points. We'll do that probably uh, on Tuesday of next week. But I saw it last night. And um, how anybody... The, so here's questions I tip, I often ask. I often ask, why would anyone be against voter ID? Why would anybody be against people having to prove that they are themselves in order to vote? I often ask, why would anybody be against signature matching? So here's the ballot with a signature. Here's your driver's license or another document with your signature. Let's compare, make sure they match. Why would anybody be against that? 
on and on and on and goes. Well, after having seen that movie, you will know the answer to those questions. Uh, it, it, it was it was it was shocking. It, it was uh, people were getting up and walking out in the middle of it just because they couldn't take it emotionally. They, they, just, they couldn't take it. A friend of mine left with about, I don't know, probably a good half hour to go. He couldn't take it. Um, so I've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, I've met Dinesh D'Souza. I know Dinesh D'Souza. We aren't friends. We aren't pals. We don't buddy around. But uh, intensely brilliant man. Today on Uncle Tom Talks, Roe v. Biden. So I'm not going to break down the Roe. So first of all, the reason this is a headline is because of a leak, right? A leak. So the Supreme Court justices had passed a memorandum of some sort amongst themselves, which was for not for public eyes. It was for the eyes of nine people, the nine justices. It ended up public domain. Washington, D.C., that cesspool, the, the people who live and work there, you can't say anything to anybody. You can't say uh, something to your own mother and want it to be kept secret in Washington, D.C. It's unbelievable. You go to D.C. and drive around and see all these big government buildings. They're everywhere, right? If you drive around D.C., there's the Department of the Interior. There's the Department of the Bureau of Land Management. There's the Supreme Court. Gigantic, huge buildings. Every single one of those buildings has at least a dozen people inside of it who have a New Times reporter on dial. The Washington Compost reporter on speed dial. Second they see something, off it goes. I mean, th this it's unbelievable that a, a, a private document amongst the Supreme Court justices ends up making national headlines. That's a topic in and of itself. But um, I'm not going to break down the, we'll do the role thing some other time. Uh, a lot of people, I think many people, think and believe that it's an, the issue is abortion and abortion rights, which it really isn't. The issue is states' rights, and that's a discussion for another day. But the president or the current occupant of the Oval Office had to open his mouth. I mean, there's no way to avoid these questions. So the day before yesterday, somebody cornered him, um, and he, he, he made some comments, which... If you can understand what he was saying, explain it to me. But I want to go through a few of the things he said as it relates to this debate on Roe. And then we're going to conclude the show with real fake headlines. We had no winners on real fake headlines Tuesday night. That means the prize money has doubled. Okay, What we were going to pay you if you won on Tuesday, if you win tonight, I will double that amount. But before we get there... Let's go, um, a Creed, I can tell you right now that cut number two, I'm probably going to want to break within the first 10 or 12 seconds. Let's roll with cut number two. It concerns me a great deal that we're going to, after 50 years, decide a woman does not have a right to choose, but then a limit of a Supreme Court decision in case number one. But even well. more... So it troubles me a great deal that after 50 years, we're going to decide that a woman does not have the right to choose. Joe Biden is not stupid. He's not. Now, he's, he's senile. 
and his memory and, and some of his faculties are failing him. But that in and of itself does not make a person stupid. He's not stupid. These people on the left, most of them anyway, they're not stupid. You may disagree with them, and I certainly do on just about everything, but that doesn't mean they have substandard intelligence. For any of them, let alone the President of the United States, to say that is either his senility showing, intentionally deceptive, or intentionally putting a narrative into the public arena that you want the public to believe. So, uh, uh, Creed, play that first five or six seconds again. It concerns me a great deal that we're going to, after 50 years, decide a woman does not have a right to choose. Stop. The limits of, of a... So you're watching Uncle Tom Talks, you're informed, I don't have to go over this with you, that if Roe were to be overturned, the result of that is not women don't have the right to get an abortion. It's just not, and you know that. But millions of people don't. Millions of people think that if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, a woman's right to an abortion evaporates, goes away, it's gone. We're going back to the days of women getting abortions in back alleys with coat hangers. That's the picture they want to draw, and that's what a lot of people believe. Now, of course, you and I know the truth that if Roe were repealed or overturned, it simply reverts to a matter of state's law, which is where it should have been in the first place. This is a very poorly adjudicated, this, this, arguably, this is the most poorly adjudicated decision in the history of the Supreme Court. Uh, this is not a federal law, a matter of federal rights. There, there's, you can't interpret the Constitution, the federal Constitution, and find in there somewhere that you have the right to terminate the life of an unborn child. Therefore, states can put that into their constitutions. Nothing's stopping them from doing that. And if the voters of a state want to do that, they can and will. But right now, they can't rule against it because it's a matter of federal law. So overturning Roe just means the states go back to making up. People have the right to govern themselves. The states have the right to govern themselves, to set their own laws. And if a state wants to say, you know what, in our state, we believe in the sanctity of life in the world, and we are going to make it against law to destroy that. If that's what you want to do, Hawaii, Illinois, California, notice the states I'm picking. If that's what you want to do, and I live in this state, and I don't like that, and I don't believe in that, and that goes against my, my beliefs, my, my will, I can move. I can go to a different state where the legislative agenda is, agenda is more to my liking. Might not be convenient, might not be fun, might not want to do it, but that's how the system is set up to run. It is a matter of states to make the determination how we who live here are going to govern ourselves. This big government, top-down, one-size-fits-all, does not work for very many things. Very, very few things. Legislatively, very few. Can the federal government say, this is what we're all going to do, like it or not? Now. There are some things the federal government does and must do and can do 
better than the states. Not many, but some. The USPS, the U.S. Postal Service. You may hate it. You may you have your feelings about the Postal Service. But the bottom line is having that run at the federal level is the best way to have it run. It just is. If we were to get rid of the, the Postal Service and, and farm that out to private enterprise or farm that out to states, uh, all of a sudden what you would end up having is people in population-dense areas. People in New York City would be able to get a letter delivered for 15 cents, whereas people who live in the middle of a 1,500-acre ranch in Kansas would be paying $15 for the exact same thing, right? I mean, it, it's just a matter. It's just a matter of logistics. In New York City, a postal worker, a postman or a postwoman can deliver to 150 homes walking in a matter of minutes, right? Just go to the apartment building and fill up, fill up the boxes. Well, that's not true in the middle of Kansas, New Mexico, South Dakota. So the federal government administering that, they're inefficient, they waste a lot of money, etc. We all know the issues with the post office, but having that run at the federal level makes sense. Same with the Federal Aviation Administration. Okay, I think we all feel better knowing that we fly in skies where there is a common set of rules and standards for all the planes in those skies. Get rid of the FAA and let each state run the, the air, the, the air the, above its ground. That's a bad thing. Okay, the Central Banking Agency. You may hate the Fed, you may have problems with central banking, but the bottom line is it's a better federally administered process than a state administered process. You don't want to get in your car. I'm in Colorado. If I want to drive to Illinois and I get to the border of Nebraska, turn in my Colorado money, get my Nebraska money, drive for 11 more hours, get to the border of Iowa, stop, turn in my Nebraska money, pick up my Iowa money till I get to Illinois. That's crazy. Europe used to do that. Uh, so the federal government administering our money makes more sense. I'm, I'm belaboring the point. There are a handful of things where it works, but not many. And abortion law is not one of them. Okay, so Biden just put that out there. That we're going to go back after 50 years to women not having a right to choose, having a right to get an abortion. Lie. Just a lie. It's not what overturning Roe would do. Roll it. Number one. But even more, equally as profound, is the rationale used. Right. And right. it would mean that every other decision relating to the notion of privacy is thrown into if the rationale of the decision as released. All right, so it would mean that every other decision, every other decision concerning personal sovereignty is out the window if Roe gets repealed. Now, I think in this next clip, I've edited this up a little bit for time, but I think he kind of explains what he means. But think about what he's saying, that if Roe gets gone, okay, if Roe gets gone, every other decision concerning personal sovereignty is gone with it. That doesn't even make any sense. Roll it. It's thrown in the if what rationale of the decision as released were to be sustained. A whole range of rights are in question. A whole range of rights. And the idea we're letting the states make those decisions, localities make those decisions, would be a fundamental shift in what we've done. 
So it goes far beyond, in my view, if it becomes a law and if what is written is what remains. It goes far beyond the concern of whether or not there is the right to choose. It goes to other basic rights, the right to marry, the right to determine, well, a whole range of, you know, right right this is right right Okay, so the right to marry. The right to marry. If Roe goes away, the, the right to marry is now in question. We could lose that. What is he talking about? The right to marry? And a whole range of other decisions, none of which he actually mentions. He just comes up with one glaring example, the right to marry. This man, what is he talking about? If Roe gets reversed, a range of other decisions go with it like the right to marry. It makes you wonder where this, where does he come up with this stuff? Okay, roll it. Well, you know, if, if this decision holds, it's really quite a radical decision. Um, and again, the underlying premise, and again, I've not had a chance to thoroughly go into the report, the, the decision. But it basically says, all the decisions related to your private life, who you marry, whether or not you decide to conceive a child or not, whether or not you can have an abortion, a range of other decisions, whether or not how you raise your child. What does this do? Uh, uh, sense. Look, and think what Roe says. Roe says what all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded, that the, right, that the existence of a human life and being is a question. Is it at the moment of conception? Is it six months? Is it six weeks? Is it, is it quickening like Aquinas argued? I mean, so the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. What did he just say? What did he just say? Okay, so that, that Creed, I'm going to redo that last 20, 25 seconds, so get it ready. So he starts off with, if Roe goes away, you could lose the right to marry, the right to choose whether or not you use contraception, how to raise your own child, all that goes away. Then fast forward to that last segment, where he says what Roe says is basically what all mainstream religions have said. Okay, this man claims to be a devout Catholic. I, why the Catholic Church doesn't just excommunicate he and Schumer and Pelosi and the rest of them who are staunchly in favor of making sure that it is legal to kill as many babies as possible anywhere as possible and that is paid for by other people and into all the positions. Why the Catholic Church continues with these people in their ranks, I really don't know. It just shows me that the Catholic Church is probably more concerned in some regards with its image or with maintaining people of power than the principles that it claims to believe. But he claims to be a devout Catholic. The Catholic Church, there is no gray area on this issue with the Catholic Church's doctrine, none. It's not fuzzy. There's not ways to interpret it. The Catholic Church has made it crystal clear where it stands on this issue of abortion. Crystal clear. There is no such thing as an abortion that is not a sin. 
The Catholic Church does not make exceptions at all. It believes in the 100% protection of life in the womb and the bestowing of all human rights, including legal protections, including constitutional protections in our country, where we have a constitution, to life in the womb. Joe claims to be a devout Catholic and just said that Roe says basically what all mainstream religions say. He's a Catholic, so he says. Catholicism is not only a mainstream religion, it's the largest Christian Christian faith. It's the largest religion in the country in terms of, of headcount by far. And he claims to be one. And what the church teaches is, as I just said, not a question. Yet he claims that Rose, what all mainstream always said. And then he goes on that final 10 or 15 seconds, I honestly don't have a clue. I don't, he, he says, he uses the word judgment twice in five words. So we're going to make a judgment that the judgment that you can't make based on the Supreme Court is, it's, it's all way overboard. I don't understand what he's saying. And I don't mean that in a critical kind of way. I'm not trying to criticize Joe Biden for the position he's just took. I just don't understand what the position he just took is. I literally don't understand what the man is saying. Okay, Creed, let's do that last 20, 25 seconds. One more time, if you can understand what this man is saying. Creed, you tell me, or if you know, put it in the chat room and Creed will read it and tell me because I can't see the chat. Roll that last part one more time. Exception. Is it six months? Is it six weeks? Is it, is it quickening like Aquinas argued? I mean... So the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. Okay, I think maybe I've got it. So the idea we're going to make a judgment that no one can make a judgment whether or not to abort a child based on the Supreme Court is overboard. Okay, now it actually starting to make some sense. So if we're going to make the judgment that no one can make the judgment, and the judgment that anybody could make, they can't make, because the Supreme Court has restricted their ability to make it, is overboard. Okay, that's what he meant. However, that's not true. If Roe gets overturned, that's not the Supreme Court saying you can't have an abortion. That's not the Supreme Court saying abortion, abortion is illegal. But that's the narrative they're determined to sell because that's what they want the public to believe. And then the stretch from there is that if the Supreme Court reverses Roe, not only do you not have the right to get an abortion, not only can you not get an abortion, you can't even get married. You can't even decide whether or not to use contraception in the privacy of your own bedroom. You lose the ability to raise your own child, to make decisions concerning your own child. I mean, they're running this so far off the flagpole, it's unbelievable. And I believe he mentioned All... uh, Thomas Aquinas. Sorry to interrupt. I, I think he mentioned Thomas Aquinas. Didn't he did. He? Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Uh, talking about, is it quickening? So when does life begin? Is it at conception? Is it at six months? Is it at 12 months? Is it at the quickening, as Aquinas said? Uh, 
this is this is this is just this is just insanity. So here's what you'll notice about the left's uh, the, the way the left approaches this topic. There's only one way they can, and that is to keep the focus on the rights of women. That's it. That's all they can talk about. They can't talk. The real question is, or at least should be, what exists in the womb? What is in a woman's womb? Well, there's only one answer to that question. That's a baby. That's a child. That's a human being. Given the course of time, that human being will enter the earth through the birth canal. It's not a meatloaf. It's not a banana. It's not a cast iron skillet. So they can't talk about that. They can only talk about the rights of women. Well, there are three parties to every pregnancy. Mother, father, child. Sometimes there's more than three in the case of multiple births and multiple pregnancies, twins and triplets and what have you. But mother, father, child. The mother is the only one to whom they want to bestow any rights whatsoever. And they have to make sure the focus stays on her rights because half the people in the country are women. So I've talked about this before and I won't rehash it in its entirety, but you're actually talking about a fairly small-ish segment of the population when we're talking about the need for abortive services. You only talk about half the country is women, and then you're only talking about women of childbearing age. Let's call it 15 to 45. Yeah, there's outliers. I get it. 12-year-olds have gotten pregnant. I understand. But basically, you're talking about child women of childbearing age. Between 15 and 45 are the ones you're talking about a subset of a sub and whether a woman wants to get an abortion is a decision apparently that precludes the father right men are not allowed to say in this which isn't fair so if a, a man and a woman conceive a child and she wants to have the baby but he does not he wants to abort it too bad he has no say in fact, when the baby is born, if he doesn't fork up and support the child financially, he can end up in jail. He will end up in jail. He has to pay pot child support to support the child that he didn't want in the first place. But the reverse is not true. So if she wants to abort, but he doesn't, he wants to become a father. He wants the baby to enter the world. Too bad. She goes down to the clinic, she gets the baby aborted. That's the end of the child's life. That's the end of his son or daughter. And that's that. So of the three parties involved, the woman is the only one who has any rights whatsoever in the eyes of the pro-abortion left. I just don't think that's fair. Now, how do you solve it? That's a different discussion. But they have to maintain the focus on women's rights. That's all they can talk about. And now they're taking it even further, as we just heard. It's not only just a woman's right, but it's your right to get married in the first place. It's your right to go to the grocery store. It's your right to have children. It's your right to, you know, it, it, just, it, it just keeps marching on and on and on. But that's, for, for Joe Biden to frame, again, he's not stupid. Senile, inarguable. Stupid, arguable. For him to stand there and say that after 50 years, we're going to take away a woman's right to have an abortion is just plain, it's a lie, it's disingenuous, and it is doing our country no favors. If we're going to have an argument, let's have an argument on the facts. Let's have an argument based on the truth. Let's not have an argument 
based on trumped up phony allegations like that, that you're going to lose your ability to have an abortion. No, you might lose your ability to have an abortion in the state in which you live one day. But that's not the same thing. So there we go. That's what the president of the or the, the current occupant of the Oval Office had to say. I'm calling him president less and less now, having seen 2,000 mules last night. But before we check out for the day, it's time for the internet gaming sensation that is sweeping the world. People, the globe over, are waiting for a chance to play real fake headlines. Craig, are you ready? Yes, sir, I am ready. Let's give them image, image number three just to just to let them know what's coming their way. Okay. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. All right, real fake headlines. Here's how it works. It's very simple. I'm going to read four headlines to you. Four. Of the four, one is fake. Three are real. If you can identify the fake, successfully call out the fake. Tonight, you're going to win double the prize money from Tuesday night's show when nobody won. Okay, Tuesday, we did real fake headlines, had no winners. So the prize money rolls over to tonight. And not only does it roll over, I'm going to double it. In fact, I'm going to triple it. If you think you know the fake, use whatever chat you have available, depending on how you're watching Uncle Tom Talks. Use the chat box, the dialogue, to let my producer know by putting the number one, two, three, or four into the chat when you think you know the fake. Let's put up headline number one. Newsom, so this is regarding uh, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Newsom's drought order brings ag well activity to a standstill in some areas. It's tough to put anything, you know, it's tough to hear anything outlandish, have it applied to Newsom and think that it's fake, false, but uh, there you go. Headline number two. Harvard releases report detailing its ties to slavery's plans to issue reparations. Headline number three. Preschoolers asked to ID racist family members. And headline number four. Washington, this is Washington State, of course. Washington tree harvest slowed by PETA beetle protection lawsuit. Okay, that's two, three, and four. I'm going to give them to you again. We're to hurry up. Wrap this up in five minutes. Number one, Newsom's drought order brings ag well activity to a standstill in some areas. Ag in this context is agriculture. Headline number two, Harvard releases report dealing its ties to slavery, plans to issue reparations. Headline number three, Preschoolers asked to ID their racist family members. Headline number four, Washington tree harvest is being slowed by PETA as they sue to protect beetles. Slowed by PETA beetle protection lawsuit. Are beetles more important to PETA than lumber to you and I? Okay, get your votes in. You got five seconds. If you watch Uncle Tom Talks, you know some nights we have a bunch of voters. Sometimes we only have a handful. 
I don't care. I'll give that money away to anybody. Creed, what's happening? We got any votes? Yes, sir. We got a six. And there is no six. Oh, whoops. I'm sorry. That was a earlier one. From last episode. That was from that was funny. I said that. Um nothing yet. Looking. Alright, people. One, two, three, or four. Double Tuesday night's prize money is on the line. That's a lot of cheddar. Alright, well we'll do the reveal. If we have no votes, we have no votes. Whatever. Here we go. Headline number one on screen, please. Newsom's. Uh, where'd it go? Newsom's order brings ag well activity to standstill in some areas. And this goes, of course, with image number four. This is true. Governor Gavin Newsom, so we're having drought in California. Of course, California is where most of us get our strawberries, our artichokes, our, our you know, all kinds of stuff comes from the Central Valley, the San Joaquin Valley. And up until now, Ranchers and farmers, the agriculture industry in California, had unfettered access to groundwater. So when the water doesn't fall from the sky, you know, there's, there's water underground. We all know that. There's rivers, there's streams, there's networks of water that runs underground. So when there's not enough rainfall, not enough precipitation, the agriculture industry in California has historically dug wells. Dig down till you tap into a stream, and now you've got water to water your strawberries, to water your cows, to keep to keep the wheels on the wagon. Well, Gavin Newsom's had enough of that and has issued an order. Of course, that's how we legislate in liberal states now. We don't pass it through the Congress. We, we just issue an order and has shut down agriculture well, agricultural well digging in large swaths of San, San Joaquin Valley. So that means that you and I are going to be getting more and more bananas and avocados from Ecuador and Bolivia in the coming years than we get right now. And they'll be much more expensive. Headline number two on screen. Harvard releases report detailing its ties to slavery, plans to issue reparations. And this is image number five. This is true. Harvard has dug into its own past, and it's found out that a couple hundred years ago, or 190 years ago, or 110 years ago, whatever, it had some faculty, it had some people that owned slaves, uh, therefore it has ties to slavery, therefore it needs to start cutting checks. And of course, I just wonder if there's going to be a slavery reparations fee added to the fine print of your tuition bill at Harvard in coming years. I know the answer to that question. The question is yes. Headline number three, preschoolers. Asked to identify racist family members. This is image number six. This is true. This is true. And I am not even going to get into it. I find it so infuriating what the left is willing to do to our children. Preschoolers. Let children be children for the love of all that's good and right. Let children be children. A preschooler, 
a kindergarten, second, third, fourth. These people, they should not even, racism should not even, LBGTQ, etc. They're, they're four years old. Let them be worried about SpongeBob or whatever. That's how old my kids are now. Whatever, whatever they watch now, let them be concerned with SpongeBob eating all their peas and tying the shoelaces. That's the only three things. And, and nap time. When, is, when, when nap time gets here. That's the only thing the preschoolers should be thinking about. Not lesbianism and racism. Let children be children. Headline number four on screen. Washington tree harvest slowed by PETA beetle protection lawsuit. Image number seven. This, my friends, is tonight's fake. That's our fake headline, and that has been real fake headlines. I wanted to be out by 345. It is 343. I'm going to make it for a change. Derek Rober, Uncle Tom Talks comes to you on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 o'clock Mountain Time, 2 Pacific. What's the math on that? 5 Eastern, 4 Central, I think. I don't know what it is in Guam and Hawaii. Um, we're at 3 o'clock on Mountain Time. If you are not a member of Conservative Daily, go to conservative-daily.com. Become a member. You can watch live on the website. There's no fee. You don't have to give up a credit card or anything like that to become a member. Um, tremendous newsletter, by the way. Conservative Daily writes a great newsletter uh, that comes into your inbox. Catch Uncle Tom Talks on Rumble. D Live, Uncle Tom Talks on Twitch. I mean, we're all over the place. So uh, give a like, give a thumbs up, write a positive review. That's the key. And uh, we're making it out of Spotify. Spotify, I understand, we're a little bit behind. They're taking their time um, getting everything uploaded and ready to go. But we'll take care of that soon enough. You all have a wonderfully blessed weekend. If you have no plans, watch the Chicago Cubs. Derek Rogan and my sidekick, Apollo Creed, signing off until next week. Thank you guys for watching another episode of Uncle Tom Talks with Derek Wilburn. We will be back on Tuesday of next week. Just want you to enjoy our episodes and know that we love you all. And we'll see you soon.